All right, hello, Towel Lights. This is Casey. This is Chris. And this is Towel Light Talk. We're and, back. Um, yeah, we're back. We're back. We're going to do this. Today. New week. <laughs> I know, I know. Let's just keep it up. Keep keep up the good work. <laughs> um, we have, we're going we're gonna to be talking a lot about geek stuff, as usual. Um, at the top of the list, uh, we're going to go into a little bit of... What happened with Wonder Woman? Um, Chris and I both saw it over the weekend. Who oh, didn't? Right. Well, it was actually the worst opening of a DC film. <laughs> Who didn't? That wasn't a that isn't a fan. So, yeah. That I mean, we're not trying to downplay it because you know it's amazing. It was awesome, but um, I, I mean, did. you can't you can't blame people for not wanting to run out and go see a DC movie either. I mean, that's. That fact right there is kind of expected. I mean, if I wasn't so damn ex- excited about it and a, and a big DC fan, then uh, I probably would have waited at least until the next week and get the real, uh, you know, the reactions, the real reactions, even though yeah. most of these reactions, the pre ones were pretty heartfelt and uh, accurate. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was sitting at like a 93 That's, or 97 on Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. you know, uh, based off the critics' reviews, and I mean, yeah, it, it exceeded all expectations. I kind of tempered my expectations because mm-hmm. it was a DC movie, and I did it, until you texted me. Oh, <laughs> trying to be tempered, and then it was like, ah, that's that's it. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta get there. All I said was, "Go see it now." <laughs> you said, "Go." Period. See. Period. It. Period. Now. Period. I mean, that's that's yeah. all you said. So it's pretty. Uh, <laughs> explanatory right there yeah that's true um so the movie opened up to uh like around a hundred uh so in america worldwide and then um or sorry in a sorry in america worldwide it did 228 million um which is pretty crazy i mean so as far as like Female-driven movies, number one. World War One movies, I found out, was number one. Uh, female director, number one. I mean, like, it did shatter a bunch of records. So despite it being a little bit lower on um, premieres compared to the other DC movies, the other three, or, yeah, the other three, um, it still did do better than I think anybody could have expected. Good. And it deserves it. Because it was yeah. awesome, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it's when I when I read things like it's not it's not a tip. It's really is a typical superhero movie. I mean, it does have uh, flashes of you know first Avenger and that you know those period pieces, and I think those work really well with mass audiences as well. Uh, so you know, not just it being you know woman driven and the first true you know, I mean, Wonder Woman is the true woman superhero and has been for you know, decades and decades. So uh, that had it going for it right there. And the fan base and how everybody's like, yeah, I mean, one of them is my favorite superhero, you know, but I mean, who else compares to her? I mean, she's, she's as popular as, as Superman, as Batman and, and, and in the eyes of a lot of, and a lot of people. So, I mean, it's, it's a great, it's a great thing. And it's funny because I read like, why did it take so long to make a Wonder Woman movie? Well, I'm glad it did take so long to make a Wonder Woman movie because I don't know if until now it could have been properly, uh, you know, realized, put, put the film, you know, I just, 
just the way everything about that movie is 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 dead on and and amazing from start to finish yeah i i agree i think um you know it suffered from the end uh bad guy <laughs> you know spoilers you know was another kind of marvel type of bad guy in the sense that it was like okay it's kind of cheesy it was cool yeah it was cheesy it was cheesy but it was cool but you know so for that it it had that but i mean like i get that but when you say that i mean they they went out and straight up did it you know it's like it wasn't like the lego set which i would have which would have been kind of crazier but uh (laughs) the fact that uh, i like the twist because i didn't see that coming i did and um I thought he was kind of fishy, but at the same time, I didn't, I really, I like, you know why is because he was walking with a cane and I took the time to explain that Ares got hurt by Zeus. So I was like, that's it. That's the guy. Good job, Batman. (laughs) Um, uh, It was, you know, it's kind of cheesy at the same time. We're talking about a comic book movie here. I mean, what do people, you know, what do you really want? I mean, it's, it's gotta have almost that level sometimes of cheese and it's, it, it, it didn't take me out of the movie at all. No. Um, and it, you know, it was, it was a, a no complaints. That's all I'm going to say. So. I just think like a lot of people give Civil War shit for um, what's his name, Zemo. Zemo? Oh come on! And I think Zemo is one of the best Marvel movie villains for orchestrating what he did. Yeah, you know, even if I don't quite fully understand it, it's still, you know, because really, ultimately, he just wanted those guys to fight. But it was <laughs> like, it was just a cool way to do it, like to bring it all together that this dude is in the background while this, you know, other things going on. So that's all, you know what I mean? Like from Wonder Woman's first movie, from a period piece, from a origin story, like he, it's fine. You know, and I'm, and I'm stretching because I still like the design of what Aries look like. Yeah. One other thing, though, that kind of throws me off is knowing what I know about Wonder Woman. And I like that they decided to to do the God thing and not the clay thing, um, or at least they did the mix. But mm-hmm. like, are we going to determine that these gods are actually not dead for part two? Because that was the thing that really bothered me was like that having gods is like one of the best things with like that Brian Azzarello, Cliff Chang run. And I mean, throughout Wonder Woman's history, but I want that. <laughs> we can. I mean, there there are ways. And I think it's it's not a bad idea. At the same time, um, the creation of Kirby's new gods was a play on all that, that the old gods had died and now there's these new gods who are who are the entities in the in the DC universe. So I mean, if the J if you know the DC universe is headed towards using the new gods in you know prominent prominently throughout their films, especially now they have Steppenwolf and Justice League eventually leading the dark side. I mean, then I'm fine with it. I just want to play around with it. And the other thing about it is that in BVS, and I really hope they do refer back to it. She says. Like I have, you know, I've seen other creatures, you know what I mean? Like this isn't my first rodeo. So right. if she then has the opportunity to 
because they've already kind of hinted that it's going to stay in America for part two. Um, and Patty Jenkins, the director said that she wants it to take place still before Batman versus Superman. Whereas Charles Robin, the executive producer on these films at Warner brothers says that he'd like it to take place after justice league. Well, so, maybe we shouldn't listen to that guy. Maybe we should listen to Patty Jenkins. Who... We should listen to Patty Jenkins, but <laughs> at the same I time, get it. I, I don't, get... I, 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 it's like, do you want to keep seeing origin or, you know, origin stories? Like, I, I don't know. Or not origin stories, but prequels. Prequels. Here's the thing. This here the thing. Here's the thing that really worked well with, say, like Ant Man. Ant Man was a movie that existed within, but outside, and kind of before things happened as well. Yeah. You know, Doctor Strange, the same kind of thing. It's like, do you have to go with this formula of, say, Phase One Marvel, where everything was lined up and and led to something? You know, I, you can do that, but at this point, this movie worked really well as the first Avenger the way that worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't want to see things like, I want to see more standalone movies in this aspect. I mean, it would be nice to see, I just don't think, if we're going to do linear, then keep it with like Justice League and like the first movie of each film. But go and do something new and creative with the second film because you're just going to run into like a mundane uh, rehash of, of what you're already doing. So that's That's my, that's really my thought was like, if they if they keep it before Batman versus Superman again, it's like, what are the stakes? You know what I mean when you see something like that. Well, and like that yeah. that kind of bothers me. No, I get it, but it's also like you got you have this immortal who you have centuries of storytelling to do with. So I mean, you, you could do, do, it. do it in flashbacks while you're still telling a concurrent story, like you know as. You know, it's like just like the cheetah story. Like, do it with like real time, like real villains that exist. Let's say they did a cheetah movie, right? And they put her as like one of the villains, and it's and it's based around like that time. But then they go and do like the flashbacks how they do now with the current ruck of ruck of run. You know, it's yeah. that. I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, I could see something. I mean, something like that would be fun. I mean, you could use her and like current current world standings and how she how she really is applying herself to that i mean that would be kind of meaningful in a way but uh, we don't want to get too convoluted either yeah this was simple it was straightforward it was a story story told and that's kind of like what what i would like to see it as it's like a legend or a this is what happened you know um i don't know it's i guess they got to be really delicate because a follow-up to this movie could fail miserably (laughs) <laughs> it could if it wasn't Good. done right yeah so. right now um it puts me on pace to be it doesn't change my thoughts on justice league it says that these people who did this movie did a very good job and hopefully the same team comes back again for a sequel but it doesn't change what's going to happen in justice league um because it's a standalone film so you know d- doesn't mean Will it change anything with the future of the DCU? Um, I I don't know. You know what I mean? Other than they'll fast track uh, Wonder Woman two and put yeah. that on the docket before the Flash or whatever. 
<laughs> the Flash just doesn't exist. Cyborg doesn't exist. The elusive Batman film. I mean, no. there's a quote. Green there's a Lantern quote doesn't exist. Green Lantern will exist eventually, I think. Um, but they need to be smart. But, I mean, there's that, I saw that quote online. It says, really, I mean, Justice League is going to be the decisive. Um, it makes you know, or breaks this cinema. Like, I'm excited to see Wonder Woman again. I'm excited to see Batman again. Yeah. I can't. I like. I want to really see this this Aquaman before. I'm I'm excited for the I Aquaman movie not, because I, I think like these bigger. Here's the thing: these characters are bigger than life. Most of them, they're gods. They're it's it's what sets them apart from a lot of their Marvel counterparts. And it's just it's a different level of storytelling that that is either more fantasy based, um, and just more of an epic an epic way of telling like a a story of a superhero who is really just a god. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's exciting because when you look at Wonder Woman that worked, how will Aquaman work as like an all under all uh, underwater movie? I mean, you could, this movie could be, if they do it right, it could redefine uh, movie making in a way that kind of like similar how Avatar did. Uh, if you do it the correct way, it's, it's gotta be something new and it's gotta be something impressive. So that kind of movie I'm looking forward to, but like we say, Justice League could be a scrambled egg mess. You know, it's who knows. Um, yeah. So uh, one last thing about Wonder Woman is uh, Hot Toys uh, revealed their first <laughs> uh, Themyscira version of Diana, and um, Gal Gadot I mean, can go looks, home with you. Yeah, I mean, it looks exactly like Gal Gadot, but the biggest thing about it is that it's the first time that we don't see joints or seams on a Hot Toys figure. Uh, um, that's not exactly true. No? Um, my alien is like that. There are figures like that. Yeah, um, but with that type of skin. Right. Skin. So I brought that up in our Mezco group, and the issue with that is that if they haven't improved the technology... Be careful with your poses and keeping them like that for too long because it will crack. It will dry out. So hopefully the technology has changed a little bit. It looks beautiful. And I really hope that, you know, it's, it, is a, it is a game changer when it comes to action figures because I'm, I'm tired of those joints and seeing it just takes me away from, like, the, the artistic look of what a, you know, premium figure should look like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I think it all depends on the figure. Um, because a lot yeah. of the figures that we get have clothes, you know, what I mean? like have like have armor or something. So it's not often that you even have to see someone's elbows, but um, you know, it's just going to be cool. Like when that new Wonder Woman, like the the actual costume Wonder Woman figure comes out, and I pre order it, you know, that day because <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Um, molded hair, please. I don't want. I don't like the fake hair. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know. I'm not, not so. No, I understand. It. I just don't know if they would do that with that figure. Strange. Like they, they did it with like the Ripley one. Her hair is molded. Mm-hmm. Like the Black Widow ones. Some were some molded. Some weren't. I forget. But mm-hmm. it's uh, this one. The Themyscira one is not is molded, right? Yeah. So it's yeah. I wonder it's what they're really. Well, I mean. It's straight, you know, it's pulled back and it's easy to do that. Yeah, that's easy, but I don't know, man. Um, Wild warrior hair. Yeah. All right, so switching over to the other side of the pond uh, with Marvel. 
Um, we've got, I think it was the costume designer or somebody who works behind the scenes um, for the Punisher show um, said, like was talking to somebody and mentioned that it was going to come out before Christmas. So in November sometime. So Mar- Marvel has not come out and officially announced this. Netflix hasn't officially announced this, but I think they this person. <laughs> what? So they went and fired this person. Yeah, I'm sure this person's done. He got shot by the Punisher, but um, yeah, you know, we all knew like that's the way uh, Luke Cage opened up was in November and um, something else. I don't know, something Jessica Jones probably, but yeah, I I have no doubt in my mind that we'll be getting that Punisher movie or that show rather in November. Yeah, it's so outside of what they did with Defenders that it doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's doesn't affect one way or the other. So I mean, it's great that. There'll be such a short time between watching a an epic Defenders show of eight episodes and then hopefully the Punisher is twelve or thirteen. So Yeah. Oh, I, I think it will. I think it will. I think that show's gonna be all flashback. Not all flashbacks, but I think there's gonna be a lot of Frank Castle learning who he is, why he did the things, you know, in the military, and then or maybe not. Maybe they'll fucking say, oh, Daredevil Season 2 is all the flashbacks we needed. Screw it. This guy's just going to be a straight-up story, uh, uh, Garth Ennis style, which would be my dream. Do you need to? Like, people know this story. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> maybe we don't. Maybe it doesn't matter. Um, the story oldest time. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of also Netflix and Marvel, uh, Luke Cage Season 2 starts filming today. Today is uh, June 7th, and, you know, I guess we'll maybe expect a spring release. Is by it called Heroes for Hire? That would be my dream. Because if it's not, I don't, I'm not that excited. <laughs> I am, but I'm not. Don't even say that. Come on. I know. <laughs> I love that show, but it needs that show needs to happen to redeem Iron Fist before they go and not make it. They better make a good second season of Iron Fist. Well, yeah, and it needs to take place on Kunlun, and it needs to be the Tournament of Champions. You're reading that? Are you reading it? Have you checked into that current series? No, not yet. Is it good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Who's doing that? Who's right now? Uh, Yeah, the dude who's taking over for Old Man Logan after Lemire leaves. I forget what his name is. Allison or something. I don't know. Okay. Pretend I know. Um, uh, but I mean, it's cool. It's another tournament uh, story, so it's it's pretty neat though. It's different. Good. Um, and then finally, they Disney XD announced the new uh, animated Spider-Man show um, to really kind of tie into Homecoming uh, thing, where he's back. He's 15 years old again, and okay. you know, awesome. Ultimate Spider-Man did such a freaking great job. I, and not to say like there's so many things you know the 90s Spider-Man the um well the MTV one was not ultimate that was more of him being an adult I you know I'd rather at this point see like an adult did you watch Spider-Man show did you watch Spectacular Spider-Man when it was out that was a decent show which one was when that was like early uh, no. I have thousands? it all. I have it all downloaded, actually, and it's the only Spider-Man show I haven't seen. It's a decent one. Um, yeah, but it's like going back being fifteen again. It's just mm-hmm. like it's why I'm actually not 
super excited about this new movie and I've talked about it and I'm a huge um, fan of Spider-Man, but it's just like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Here's, here, I'll play devil's advocate. They're, I not mean, doing a, they're not doing an origin in the, right. in the movie. So that's good. As devil's advocate, I just, let's put it this way. I mean, the last, the last films, the last two series of films, they're good. Um, but at the same time, they don't, they don't tell that story of him being a kid, you know? So, I mean, that's, it is a fresh take on, on him in the movie verse. Uh, I mean, his character in Civil War was, was good enough to warrant, you know, it was amazing. You know, it's, it makes the interest. <laughs> so, I mean, I get what they're doing with this cartoon. Uh, it's it's they have to market to the kids. I mean, yeah. like what they do with the Avengers, uh, all four of like the Hulk, the Guardians, the Avengers, and the Spider-Man show. All they did was open up, you know, <clears throat> the world to kids, so they would understand as these these all these different strange characters that were showing up on the shows. It was really neat because it reminded me of like what DC had done with like Raven the Bold or uh, even going back to like Justice League Unlimited and stuff like that. Just the more you introduce the viewing populace to these, these B C D level characters, the more relevant they're going to be when you actually can throw them into a film or, yeah. or things like that. So, I mean, no, it's, it's, I, I get it. I just it's smart. Yeah, but I'm not gonna watch it. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> I'll end up checking out these first couple episodes. Yeah, it's just I stopped. Wa- I stopped watching Ultimate because it was just it got too much. It was all those shows got too much for me. They just weren't hitting hitting the stride for me. Mm. So, except this season of Avengers is Secret Wars, so it's actually kind of. A, oh yeah, that's right. Um, so that's it for Marvel and DC. So we're gonna take a quick break. And we'll get into some more geeky news. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're two cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? (laughs) Well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it! There the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com. Geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. All right. We're back after that commercial. And we're going to talk about Star Wars. 
Surprise, surprise. <laughs> we never do that. Never gonna do that. All right. First things first. Uh, they leaked some behind the scenes uh, Han Solo, young Han Solo movie. Uh, still didn't have a title yet. So we're just calling it Young Han Solo or the Han Solo Solo flick. Whatever. Yeah. Of young Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, behind the scenes, we got to see some new vehicles as well as our first look at a scout trooper. Mm-hmm. What did you think of these? They were exciting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, new vehicles introduced. For- <laughs> oh, my God. The Scout Trooper looks different. I mean, they're going to have to make a new toy for this? Oh, yeah. yeah right. I mean, whatever. At this point, it's just like it's Star Wars and it's exciting to see these things because it's. I'm pumped about everything that comes out with it, but I mean, it's like it's not like I don't expect it. <laughs> it's, it's like, all right. How much am I going to spend on that toy? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I think for this movie, this movie's got the the hardest job Mm -hmm. uh, out of all of them because you're taking a character that is so iconic and we all know what Harrison Ford looks like, sounds like, what Han Solo looks like, sounds like. So this kid's got the hardest job in the world. So until... I see the first trailer, which hopefully is at D23 uh, next month. Um, I have really low expectations. Like, I'm glad to see behind the scenes, um, you know, new vehicles. And, you know, a lot of them look to be like new ships. And, you know, he's going to be doing his his run against uh, some ships. And I'm sure he'll be getting into some imperial entanglements. Um, but until I see that kid come out and, uh, talk like Harrison Ford or whatever the hell he's going to do. And I believe it, uh, because we all have to believe it. <laughs> I, I just can't get super excited about this movie. I'm more scared than anything. He's got a big vest to fill. Yeah, it does. <laughs> big blaster to fill. <laughs> Space boots to walk in. Yeah. So, um. And then I I wanted to pose this question. Actually, first, before we get to that, I'm going to put in this other piece of news real quick. Um, Darth Vader, Volume 2, Number 1. When does that come out? Now? Today. Today, Today is Wednesday, yeah. June 7th. So, yeah, we got uh, that's coming out. It's getting released through Marvel, and Charles Soule is writing it. Uh, Charles Soule wrote the uh, Lando miniseries, which was fucking phenomenal. He writes really Poe. Really good. Yep, right in Poe, which I've heard is awesome. I, I'm reading it. I've heard it's a roller coaster. Or am I wrong? Like it's good, it's bad. I love it. It's good. <laughs> Why would I? I would never think that I would buy a Poe series. But yeah, right. It, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a, almost like a super spy adventure. It's just him getting in entanglements and and fighting against that crazy imperial guy or the first order guy, and then. It's it's a fun series because it's just it's it's well written. I mean, Charles Soule does a great job writing, and it's I mean, it brings me back every issue. So, well, one thing I liked about that Poe comic was like I only read the first I think five issues, and I and I did like it. I got to get back into it, but like they introduced like that like Force egg, yeah, or something weird like, stuff. Doesn't this like? expand the mythology a little bit more like with like princess leia and like a force and stuff like that 
Well, it does. I mean, remember that, um, wasn't it in the Shattered Empire with Poe's parents? Um, yeah, with the Force Tree. Force Tree. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of these little Force trinkets and, and, and different things like that floating around. I mean, that was the first, it was kind of a neat thing to see that, and I've, they've never really went back to that. Uh, it's just been more of an action adventure since then. So, um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I hope to see more of that Force Owls, and, and as we go into this next question that you're about to ask, yeah, uh, what happens with the future of the Sith and the Jedi in this universe? I mean, we look at we look at the next title, you know, is The Last Jedi, and I mean, we know that Snoke and, and, and Kylo Ren aren't technically Sith, so we're looking at this expansion of Force users uh, and force sensitive beings in the in the universe that they're really trying to drive across uh, with Maz Kanata and the Bentu and the Bendu from you know that way back. But I mean, they are trying to open up this concept that not everybody has to be set in that parameter of of, of, of Sith or Jedi, I guess. So will we see reemergence of the Jedi? Will you know, Kylo Ren become a Sith? I, I don't know. What do you think? I don't. I think mm-hmm. our ideas or I, I actually, I don't know if idea is the right word, but maybe just the constraints mm-hmm. of what Lucas applied the idea of Sith behind. And maybe he expanded upon it a little bit, or Sith and Jedi expanded upon it a little bit in like the, the Book of the Wills, but that's a religion. You know what I mean? It's a hokey religion and I don't think that people 30 years later apply themselves to that religion. So I think the idea of having, if you are a force user, you use the force. It doesn't mean that you're Sith or Jedi. And I don't know if we're even going to ever see that again in, in these movies at all. Let me, let me pose this to you. So Luke goes to try to rebuild the Jedi and that's totally shattered by Kylo Ren. So that's presumably Kylo Ren. Right, and whatever happened. So, um, Knights of Ren, the Knights of Ren, whatever happened. But here's the thing: like he goes into hiding. He doesn't want to do this Jedi thing anymore. Who knows what he is now? Um, and but going back to the original trilogies, um, the Sith ended in Return of the Jedi. That was the idea of Anakin Skywalker. Was that he? or the Jedi or the whole Skywalker lineage would put an end to the Sith and the Sith died. The rule of two, the Sith, whatever you want to call it, the emperor was murdered by Vader. Vader was redeemed and he became Anakin Skywalker again, therefore putting kibosh the whole, like the whole Sith religion. So, I mean, who's there to even expand on that after that? So, I mean, like you said, it's a religion. So is, is it going to exist beyond return of the Jedi? Yeah, I, I have a feeling like, and I can't remember, and maybe you can correct me on this. Does did they say in Force Awakens or in Bloodline that Luke is rebuilding the Jedi, or is he just training people? a new? It was order. he was he was training a new order of Jedi. I think so they do say Jedi. They said that in Force Awakens too. That's what I was. Yeah, that's what I was wondering if it was in Force Awakens. I, they okay. used the word Jedi, a new okay. new generation of Jedi or something like that. 
Okay. So yeah. So, you know, he's, he's taking him down that religious path, which, you know, we can fight as much as we want about how I don't think that Luke is a real Jedi at the time of return of the Jedi. He can be now, but, um, yeah, I just Jedi. I mean, yeah, seriously. think about it though. I mean, here's the thing. It's like, maybe that's why he failed too, because he's not a true Jedi. How can he train Jedi? So, I mean, and then he realizes in the end that he's not a Jedi. He's not, and that's why it must end. And that's why maybe by the end of this, there'll be this something religion. brand new, you know? Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, long story short, TLDR, who knows? Um, it's looking, if I had to place my bets, that we won't see these religions. We could see some new type of religions uh, come out of these movies, but the idea behind Sith and Jedi may be a thing of the past. So um, let's move on to some other news. Uh, Valiant has teamed up with uh, Ninja Theory, which is a video game developer. Um, who is I was wondering what this was. So. Yeah, so they're working on this video game that's coming out, I think, next month called Hellblade Sensua's Sacrifice. And Valiant is going to be developing a comic book uh, called Sensua's Song that will be tying into the video game. So pretty cool. Um, you can read the article on Don't Forget a Towel. I wrote it today, but it's coming out by the time you guys listen. But um, yeah, it just seems like a really cool thing. And I, you know... Dinesh and those guys has, have said at the beginning of 2017 that Valiant's got their hands in a lot of pots, and we have yet to really scratch the surface. You know, doing a uh, um, warp tour, you know what I mean? Like, doing this video game, uh, doing, like, I'm sure there's a toy line that will be announced at some point, and we got the TV series, we got the movies, like, they're getting ready to saturate the market or, you know, I guess maybe breach the market in a way that's not really been done before uh, by the big two, even like, yes, obviously DC and Marvel have video games and they have toys and they have comics and blah, blah, blah. But this is just, they're, they're coming at it from all sides so that it's going to come a point either at the end of this year, or early next year, where Valiant is a name that is in people's, households that they they get it like you know what i mean because if i said image to someone they won't know what image is i, I swear they wouldn't they would know some of the titles if i said outcast if i said walking dead you know what i mean like they're totally spawn. gonna know that spawn but if i said image comics i i don't think the lay person would be able to tell you any of the the names of any of the comics that have come out so i think it's going to get to a point where if i say valiant to somebody standing in line at the movies that they're going to go, Oh yeah, yeah. I seen that bloodshot guy or I, I saw that ninjack web series. So I'm, I'm hoping that's the case because it's, it's something unique. And then I think it, it will be even better for all these other companies too. So I think it's great. Yep. They got the talent. They've got the characters. I mean, I, it's just waiting to explode. So I, I hope it does. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They have such good writers and artists. Oh. Yeah. They do a great um, job keeping them too for yes, years because they let them do what they want because yeah. they don't, I, I really think at Valiant, I, I think that every year they probably go, okay, this is going to be our big crossover series. 
But I think that they just let these guys do whatever the hell they want. I think if Matt, well, they have the they have the summit, which is great, you know. So right. But if they say, "Hey, I'm I want to write a Lord of the Rings style comic," I think they go, "Sure, yeah, like go ahead, (laughs) figure it out. I don't care." Like, and I think that's really good. Um, I mean, the great thing about that, though, I mean, it speaks for itself. With uh, three of my favorite writers are there. I mean, Lemire and Diddy and and Kent. I mean, it's just like, and those guys have been working on Valiant projects for years, and it just, it's such a, it's such a, it's such a. I get. I don't want to say we're blessing, but it's such a. It just speaks for itself when you when you got them jumping onto like say like Marvel or DC and then leaving, for for whatever political reasons or not feeling like they really have to like we said like the the creative, the creative. Um, experience, whatever, yeah, freedom and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's great, and it's, and I just, I just don't see it changing. I mean, it's, this year is exciting, and uh, by the end of the year, I think things will be different. Do we know when that web series hits? Is it in the fall? No, summer. It's still no. Okay. Uh, I think it's the fall, but they have not announced the date. Yeah, that's gonna be huge. Yeah. Um, next piece of news, Adam Wingard, um, has been announced as the director of King Kong versus Godzilla. He's currently working on the Death Note, uh, movie for Netflix. Um, but he's also did Your Next, The Guest, the new Blair Witch Project. So kind of crazy, um, kind of like, uh, Mike Doherty from, um, Trick or Treat where these little horror directors are getting mega blockbuster and mike doherty was announced to do the new godzilla so to see i I can only imagine the conversation that those two had (laughs) to go okay this is what i'm doing okay let's figure this out these two you know really micro budget directors in the in the hollywood sense they're getting you know these hundred and fifty million dollar projects to do so i think it's i think it's fantastic (laughs) yeah uh I just watched Kong the other day. It's great. Godzilla was okay. I think they can definitely do a better job with it. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited to see the future of these these two titans. <laughs> yeah, Godzilla is one of those movies, if you guys have not watched it, I implore you to do it because I had no expectations for that movie. I, did not, I actually didn't even want to see it. You mean Kong? It yeah, it wasn't until my cousin said, he told me the ending and like the behind the after credits. And I was like, well, that's pretty cool idea. And I'm not going to tell you guys no spoilers, but, um, you know, and the trailers looked, or you know what it was also that last trailer where it was like balls out action. And then I went and saw it in the theater in 3d. And that movie was awesome. I am mad that I didn't see it in IMAX because it, it deserved it. So super, super fun time. Um, definitely see Kong and really excited to see what Adam Wingard does with these two Titans. He's king of the monsters. King of the monsters. Um, the dark universe that we talked about last time, the universe was yeah. doing, um, they kind of expanded upon it. Um, we had kind of hinted at who we'd like to see in it. And they have come out to confirm uh, Alex Kurtzman, uh, one of the creators behind it, has said that we will be seeing um, Frankenstein, the Bride of Frankenstein, Dracula, 
Creature from the Black Lagoon, Phantom of the Opera, Hunchback of Notre Dame, and The Invisible Man. So they truly are taking all of their universal monster properties and adapting them into this dark universe. And The Mummy, which opens up this weekend, um, will be the first one. So pretty effing exciting. <laughs> yeah, this I every time I see a Mummy trailer, I just... It's it's my most anticipated movie this summer still. I, yeah. I I can't wait. I I love these movies. I I've been waiting for them to do a true uh, horror take on it almost, throw in the adventure a little bit more. Yeah, but at the same time, I I can't wait till this weekend to see this movie. It's gonna <clears throat> if it and if it's epic, and I mean with Tom Cruise attached, I mean he doesn't normally attach himself to things that. He doesn't think won't you know won't he do that. Doesn't think. To, I mean, <laughs> he gets paid off of box office receipts. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's. I can't wait to see this introduction to this dark universe. It's. I'm fucking excited. Yeah. Um, speaking of Tom Cruise, real quick, he did announce uh, Top Gun Two or <laughs> Top Gun Maverick is what it's going to be called. Uh, sequel what is it 30 years later or whatever i'll i don't care i'll watch tom cruise do anything and i actually love top gun so i'm excited to see what they decide yeah. to do with that yeah i mean throw it into imax 3d and they make will. it yeah. make it epic like aerial battles did you did you get the preview for dunkirk, dunkirk before yeah, uh, that was intense i mean yeah i was so <laughs> bored out of my mind yeah but i mean that kind of that's what I'm saying. Though, like, take Top Gun and like put it into the this like current day filmmaking, and just make it intense. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like I a like a roller coaster I, ride of <laughs> aerial <yeah>. proportions. <laughs> I I watched that Dunkirk trailer and I told my wife, I go, if you didn't have that ticking, that metronome or whatever it was, or ticking time bomb in the background. This would have been the most boring trailer I have ever seen in my life. It was like, oh, there's a guy behind me. I'm behind him. Oh, I missed him. Oh, I missed him again. Oh, I, I shot mean, him. You, gotta, you have to also <laughs> be into that kind of film, though, also. I mean, it's like the tension is there, too. I mean, yeah, right. maybe the ticking creates Without it. Without the ticking, it's not. Listen, man, that, that's, I don't know. It's not, it's not a trailer. It's a, it's a clip. It's it like is. when we watched the it beginning of, of Dark Knight Rises when that movie looked good. <laughs> yeah, when that scene. But that was a scene filled with tension. It had the music. It we had never seen Bane. Well, sorry, we have never seen I get, I, I mean, we, we, actually both Bane's cinematic Bane suck, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. At that time What is he saying? I, what is he fucking saying? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. No, I, I mean, have, I have really no idea. You gotta be like I said. You gotta be into that kind of stuff, I guess, more or less. You have to because I know, like you know, I've read a million people online, maybe not a million, but a lot of people online saying like the Dunkirk trailer was like the greatest thing that they've seen, and I was like, I don't care. But um, greatest thing you've ever seen. But it is it is intense. (laughs) It was something. All right, so moving on. (laughs) Uh, E three this weekend. Biggest uh, video game expo in the world. What do you want to see? What do you think we're going to see? Just some thoughts real quick. 
I, I don't know. I haven't even really thought about it. So, I mean, I want, I want to see these Star Wars titles. Like, where are they? Where's this Uncharted Star Wars game uh, that, like, there was no video game presence at at Celebration, which I was kind of surprised about. Well, we got the Battlefront trailer. announced there, yeah. We knew it was coming, though. I mean, Battlefront has a lot of work to do to, to make up for the sins of the past. I mean, you and I stood there with the, the Galaxy Heroes guy for like an hour, of course, but, yeah, I mean, we got an announcement for that this weekend, which we already guessed most likely who it is. Uh, Ron. I, I, yeah, I mean, I'm more excited to see more of what we saw last time. Like, where's this Spider-Man game? I oh. want to see more God of War. I want to see yeah. some Red Dead. Um, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe why they're charging forty dollars for this Uncharted <laughs> add-on? Yeah, explanation to that. A weird um, price point. Another Arkham game. Um, you know, I don't know. I The Last of Us 2. I'm sure we're going to see something from that. Yeah. So, I mean, my video game playing is very focused. It's very, it's PS4. It's a little PC. Uh, but, you know, that's that's what I like to see. Yeah, I want to see all that. I, I want to see more from the uh, new Mario game. Mm-hmm. Because I, that, that was really cool. And I've heard that Nintendo's panel is actually going to be really short. Um, this year, which I mean, the Switch was like huge, but that came was at it? like no, like their their announcement. Oh yeah, yeah. But wasn't that at uh like Gamescon? I don't even think it was at E three. No, it was. Um, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah, so <laughs> you know, more more uh, Sony based games. Like I I personally love the Ratchet and Clank game, mm-hmm. which is funny. That was a $30 game. That's one of the best games ever. I want to see... You know what else I want to see? More fucking VR. Because there is not enough titles for that gaming unit right now. The games that I have are fun, but... What? Did you buy your wife that Star Trek game yet? So she No, because I've been hearing mixed reviews. <laughs> you wait know, till it's like $5. <laughs> I'll wait for it to come to PSN for free, and I'll definitely <laughs> download it. I mean, I do want to play it. I've heard... From the first review that I ever heard of it, it was at um, the uh, GameStop convention, mm. and people who who I know who played it said it was really fun. So you know, I, I'm interested in it, but I want to see more VR and um, Star Star Wars would be ideal. You know what I mean? Like I don't give a shit about the new Call of Duty. I don't give a shit about new Battlefront. It would be nice to see. Uh, you know, I think there's going to be a new like assassin's creed i'm sure like the staples i already heard that there's an announcement for a new fable coming to xbox but more than yawn right now i mean i don't care i mean it's like like you said it's staple games yeah i mean going back to the switch it's like the switch has a lot of ground to make up what are you doing you're gonna just keep oh look we're releasing an uh this beautiful looking game that could have been on 16 bit or you know like (laughs) Or like play, the original PlayStation, but it has great background graphics. But like, what are you really doing? I hope a new Metroid game gets announced. I, I mean, hope that's, that's, yeah, that, that's they do a new Metroid that's for the Switch. That like, if you if you show me that Mario, the Metroid, obviously the Zelda, everybody in the world thinks is the best game. You those three together will make me buy a Switch. So oh yeah, know, if they do if they do a, a price drop, you know for the holiday, and I'm sure they will. <laughs> Two hundred bucks. Um, I'll snatch it up. 
because to me, like that's where it's at. Um, all right. So, oh, you want to talk about this next thing? I haven't even began to even kind of like think about if I hate this or not. <laughs> uh, Chris Yost, um, who seems to be on a lot of projects lately, but I know him yeah, right? from uh, Earth's Mightiest Heroes and uh, Thor 2 The Dark World writer, um, is penning the Cowboy Bebop live action TV series starring Keanu. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. Scratch that. But he was. Remember when he was attached? Twenty to years ago. Yeah, he was attached to that movie. He was. I know. I know. Yeah, I, but, um, it's one of my favorite animes of all time. Um, uh, you talk about it because honestly, I've actually never seen Cowboy Bebop ever. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it to you. I'll be seeing you in like a week. So we we don't have the time to be sitting down and watching a twenty episode anime. So you yeah. can borrow it, and then uh, I'll come back. Watch it on. Watch it online. <laughs> yeah, it's free on Netflix, please. And watch Berserk, will you, please? Already. I still got to watch the new Dragon Ball Z. Watch Berserk, and then. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Cowboy Bebop, uh, fan loved, cult classic anime of epic proportions. I mean, you got. Oh God! I mean, all of a sudden they're making all these live action movies. Like Kira's coming. Like, do we need an Akira movie? Like Ghost in the Shell was good and bad, you know, it's just, Death, it's, Note. Death Note could be great, I'm sure, on Netflix. Full Metal Alchemist, but that's yeah, over that's there. That's Japanese made, you know, I mean, I don't know what to say because the first thing is that these announcements divide everybody, mostly to the negative side because nobody wants their favorite, like, franchise, get franchise ruined, yeah, and yeah. like, saturated with uh, American values, you know, so, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't care if Chris Chris Yost's name is on it. I mean, it's on that stupid Silver Sable Black Cat movie. So, I mean, like, yeah, what, sure. what does that even mean anymore? I mean, he's... <laughs> I would be embarrassed to have my name attached to that. But um, I, until I, until they come out with more information on this, I'm still giving it a thumbs down. I, I, I don't want to see it happen. I would rather see a Cowboy Bebop anime, a newer one, happen. Yeah, I agree. And even though I haven't seen the original, I still agree with that statement. <laughs> There's um, also a movie to it, which is great too. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. Follow okay. Um, Michael Green, uh, one of the producers of American Gods and uh, writer of Blade Runner 2049, um, Brian K. Vaughn, the creator of Why the Last Man, said that they are working together for their TV show adaptation for FX. Um, so he said there should be an announcement soon. Uh, Why the Last Man is one of my favorite comic series ever. So, and Brian K. Vaughn, the fact that he's attached to writing it with him, I think, you know, I that's crazy news to me. So we'll see what happens with that. But I, I got pretty excited, pretty tingly, especially since my other favorite comic book series, uh, Preacher, has been doing good and the new season looks good. So, you know, the, the two biggest series, which I thought couldn't get adapted, <laughs> you know, we'll see what happens. It's kind of crazy. I'm glad to hear that preacher got better by the end of the season. I, I still oh, haven't finished good. it. Um, so I need to go back and do that. Uh, I wanted to ask you though. Um, did you watch outcast yet this season? No. Yeah. Me neither. I gotta go do that. I loved outcast that yeah. first season. And when I remember I had to do a review for um, Don't Forget a Towel, 
we got like the first like five issues and I struggled mm. to get through that comic and um, didn't care. And Adam Wingard, uh, director of Godzilla versus King Kong, um, directed the first episode of the show. And I loved that episode and the series continued to be really great. And I went back and I read the comic and I go, why the fuck didn't I like this? <laughs> I, so, you know, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just a bad night when I tried to read it or whatever, but I, I reread those comics and now I'm fairly caught up to the series. Um, actually issue number like 25 or 27 came out today, but yeah, it's, it's really good. And it's like almost frame for freaking frame. Like, they did a really good job of just taking out key spots and it follows the comic really good. It mixes a few things like they mix some issues around as far as timing goes, but it's fine. It, I mean, they can do it. They're the creators. It's, it's really good. Well, that's a good, I mean, that's a nice thing. I mean, it's Kirkman has his hands in it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, and that's what we're saying about like Brian K. Vaughn jumping on why the last minute. It's good to see the original creators and they're putting their original thoughts and creations to the screen instead of having say like Sony pictures poop it out of their asshole. Right. And I think, yeah, like Neil Gaiman is attached to American gods and apparently, mm-hmm. and I haven't watched it yet. Oh, it's one of the best books I've ever read. Um, I've heard that the, I've heard the series is really good. So, yeah, I'm like, I'm struggling to, I can't find my book. I lost it in this, this mess of me trying to move. Um, and I'm just like, I should just go watch the TV show because I, I see this shit on Facebook. Just uh, and they're like, no, you got to read the book before you watch the TV show. I'm like, uh, God. yeah, you so I have a moral should. crisis right now. Yeah, so, I know. Um, have you watched any of it? I have. I have not watched one thing. I uh, I will <laughs> add it to the. You know, I got to finish so much. Outcast. <laughs> Freaking! I finally finished Walking Dead this season. Like last oh. week, so um, I know it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> now I gotta get stuck in there. But uh, all right, uh, Neil Gaiman, uh, or sorry, Neil Gaiman, Neil Blomkamp, uh, director of Chappie, <laughs> um, and, uh, and other films. <laughs> I hated that movie, but um, he announced his Oats Studio uh, project, which. He's collaborating with um, with Valve actually, and he created a whole studio using a lot of the people that he's known from Weta um, and the films that he's done. And they're going to be making movies, uh, projects. It sounds insane. It like he's going to be basically crowd, not crowd, but like asking people their feedback on the things that he creates, so that like he might have an idea, like a storyboard, throw it up on Steam. You go, oh, I think the character should look this way or I, this is the direction I would take this episode or whatever. And, you know, some things are going to be half made. Um, some things are going to be fully finished with full dig- digital effects. Some of them are going to be pre And he's really going to be asking for that community, which is very active on Steam, what their feedback is, what their ideas are, and some things he might turn into a full movie, like a full like project. So not just a, a short that's on Steam, but he might say, okay, let me go to Fox or whoever, give me $150 million, and this is where we're going to take this idea. So it's pretty 
it's never been done before. It's completely ambitious. Um, there's two trailers out right now. They look fucking phenomenal. It looks like it's a, it's, you know, he took his ideas behind alien five, which got, you know, funked. Uh, you know, we see Sigourney Weaver in the trailer and it's like, he's just doing his aliens just his own way, uh, amongst a million other projects. It sounds like, so it just, I, I don't know. I'm blown away by this idea. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, Baumkamp is a great filmmaker. I mean, no matter what you want to say about his films, they look awesome. They're very unique. Uh, his storytelling is is unique as well. So, I mean, I'm excited to see this. I mean, the trailers that they've shown so far are different. <laughs> and they're very, like, they're a lot scarier than what we've seen from him before as well. So, I mean, I hope it's a little more... I mean, if it's, it's, what is it? Kind of like a anthology series, if it could be as well, right? If the shorts, if they're the shorts, are they going to be more like Tales from the Crypt type, type things like that? Or we don't know, right? It could be everything. everything. I mean, it could be a picture of a character and he's like, I'm going to put this in a movie. Like, what do you think? You know what I mean? Or like, I shot 10 minutes of this movie. What do you think of it? Like, it just, it's almost like Patreon, but he's not asking people for money. He's just right, right. keeping people up to date on the projects. And I, my thing is like, who's paying him? Like, is it Valve? Is it Fox? Like, is it him? Is he just taking out of his own money? Like, how is he making money? Like, that was my kind of questions. But, you know, I don't also care because I just want to. <laughs> what is it. What is Oat Studios? He created Oat Studios? He created Oat Studios, yeah. It's the company making it. Okay. Yeah. So crazy. Um, last piece of news uh, for all you sci-fi fans or maybe sci-fi haters. Um, <laughs> Starship Troopers Trader of Mars is going to be coming to theaters uh, in August. It's going to be an animated movie uh, with Casper Van Dien and Dina Myers reprising their roles as uh, Rico and Dizzy. Um, as a Starship Troopers uh, sequel. I'm fucking pumped. <laughs> love love the first movie. I actually really like the third one. I think it's Marauder yeah. or something. But yeah, I thought that movie was actually really well done. And um, isn't Dizzy dead, though, after the first movie? Am I wrong? Yeah. She died. Yeah, so maybe she... this is like just... During? A story. Yeah, because... They, yeah, she they gets say, killed at the end of the movie. Yeah, they say that Rico gets stripped of his general, uh, whatever you call it, and becomes just like a regular grunt again and goes to like this planet that's supposed to be desolate but ends up, you know, bug attack. So like that was in the synopsis. So, you know, I, I guess they probably are just like, okay, let's just do the standalone movie. It's so weird to me because... Starship Troopers is like it's a cult movie, but it doesn't have the following of like I don't even know. I, you know, from Dust Till Dawn, where they make like a TV series out of it. Like they've done an animated show for for uh Starship Troopers, you know what I mean? They've done like just even recently, Starship Troopers um has a line of toys coming out from Kai. And it's like, it's so weird. And like, I think there's a manga, you know, I, it's like, wh- where did this, how is it still alive? 
I'm not, I don't even know if I should question it because I'm excited, but it's just strange to me that here we are 20, like literally 20 years later and Starship Troopers is still going strong. So, I mean, it's, it's based on a book that was, you know, is hailed as like a, is as hailed as a cult classic and a very, very uh, meaningful in, in especially like pol- politics these days. And, and um, so, I mean, it comes, the source material is respected. The yeah. movie, we love the movie. I mean, if we love the oh, movie yeah. that much, I mean, it's it's got a fan, it's got enough of a fan base for it to be a true cult classic. I mean, they make they make toys out of anything these days. So, I mean, it's awesome that they are. Um, so, hey, one night only, August. <laughs> yep, it's a fathom event. So, yeah. um, so that's it. So, where can you find us? We are on don't forget to towel.com. It's the only way to travel geekly. Uh, check it out daily for news, reviews, interviews, and more. Uh, we got the f- social medias. We're hitting those up on a daily basis. So uh, Instagram and Twitter, it's D-F-A-T-O-W-E-L, E-Fat Towel. And, and Facebook, don't forget towel one. That's right. Um, next month is our five-year anniversary uh, at the end of July. So... Expect to see some updates um, soon. I don't want to go into details too much because I don't have them all figured out, but <laughs> expect <laughs> expect some stuff. Stuff maybe, that's going to happen. Maybe we'll do a giveaway. Maybe we'll do some fan shout-outs. Maybe we'll do some artwork. I don't know what the hell we're going to do. Um, maybe there'll but, be a, a road. A road. <laughs> a road, a road to... Uh, uh, a road to California podcast. <laughs> yeah, Chris. Chris is making his way to the West Coast, um, going to the land of the free. <laughs> right, that's right. So, anywho, five year anniversary. Um, stay tuned for that. You know, Thanks I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, just as a as an FYI. But this is Casey saying, uh, you know, don't stop geeking out. This is Chris. Don't forget a towel. 